This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. There is a debate tonight. I am amped about it. Let's let's play pundit for a little bit here, Sam Knight. Sure. Let's let's go through each candidate on stage, and I want you to tell me what you're expecting from each candidate tonight. So uh, let's start with Amy Klobuchar. What are you expecting out of Amy Klobuchar at tonight's debate? I expect her to try to get ahead of the scandal of her not knowing the name of Mexican President Andres Manuel Luis Obrador and uh, just trying to fucking pronounce his name, bungling it, mispronouncing it, sounding like Peggy Hill, and uh, that's what she's going to do tonight. (laughs) I could definitely see that happening uh, as well, and that will happen, and still she'll be declared the winner of tonight's debate by the pundits afterward. Uh, what about- I'm hoping she also gets in a few cheap shots at Pete Buttigieg. And yeah. by cheap shots, I mean legitimate shots because Pete Buttigieg sucks. What do you think? What do you think about Pete Buttigieg tonight? I think he is going to repeat the same word salads that he has done over and over again in a Barack Obama voice. In a Barack Obama voice. In a in the uh, Barack Obama pacing that John Ossoff tried to do. I think he's going to just come with his fucking insipid word salad bullshit about we don't need a revolution. We need an evolution of our democracy or some shit like we don't need the same old Washington ways as if like, you know, DSA members have been running Washington for 30 (laughs) years or whatever. So I expect he's going to do that and uh, get everyone's blood pressure really high and manage to not gain any more support whatsoever. No, he'll he will not break. I guess maybe he's at 10 percent now nationally. He will not go any higher. He has hit his high water mark tonight's debates and the results in Nevada and South Carolina will begin the end of Pete Buttigieg. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is not on the stage tonight. He's not? No. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Not expecting much out of Tom Steyer tonight, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is, I think, going to uh, spend a lot of her capital going after Bloomberg. I also think she is going to bring up the Bernie bros in a desperate attempt uh, to take a cheap shot You think shot she's going to bring Sanders? it up on her own or as part of a question that she's asked about? <laughs> I don't think she will bring it up on her own. Well, who knows? But they're definitely, the moderators are definitely going to bring it up. So uh, I, I feel like that's mood at this point, but she, I feel like she'll definitely take the bait. You're right that Tom Steyer is not qualified for the debate. I had to double check that. Uh, What do we got left? Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is going to go hard after Mike Bloomberg. This is going to be the best debate for people wanting to see Joe Biden because he realizes it's do or die for his campaign. This is it. I think he's going to go really hard, but since his brain is mush, he's not going to be able to actually physically take it to the level that he's going to try to take it to. And it's going to lead to some epic Joe Biden train wrecks tonight. I, I'm hoping he challenges Bloomberg to an arm wrestling match or something. 
<laughs> what about Bloomberg? I think Bloomberg is going to uh, make really corny jokes. Uh, just pretend like he supports all these progressive policies that he spent his entire life opposing. And I think he is going to make an ass of himself and say things like, well, Bernie Sanders is trying to be a rock star, but he's not the pilot for this stone temple. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg turning in one of the worst, worst. debate performances in the history of debates tonight. I am hoping, and I think with good reason, he's going to get pulverized. He's going to get pulverized by everyone on stage. He's not going to be able to respond. And that'll be it for Bloomberg. He, he, he was able to buy 15% nationally with a half billion dollars. He's not going to be able to buy much more than he's that. He's going to get embarrassed. Everyone's going to tee off on him. Uh, by the end of the night, he'll be lucky if his pants are still attached. <laughs> and <laughs> I, th <laughs> I think that... Oh, my God, I'm having a brain fart. It's fine. All right, last one, Bernie. What are you expecting from, from Bernie tonight? Bernie is just going to go fucking Chad tonight, <laughs> and he is just going to leave Michael Bloomberg, Chuck Todd, and John Ralston soaked in his own in, in his piss. <laughs> well, that is your uh, District Sentinel debate preview airing at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Hopefully, I'll be able to stay awake. I remember what I was going to say about Bloomberg. I, I've been railing about this online if you followed the uh, good account at Sam Knight 4. But the last time Michael Bloomberg has won a competitive election, it was in 2009. And he did best in New York City in Staten Island, uh, home to many future Trump supporters. So I don't think it, he has it in him uh, to... to do any fucking good on a debate stage where his fellow billionaire Tom Steyer is basically spending the entire time being like, Bernie's actually right. <laughs> All right, speaking of Bernie, we've got news of another anti-Bernie pack. This one also linked to Joe Manchin? That's right. Uh, we talked yesterday about Beat Bernie 2020, and it's how it shares office... Or well, it, it has an address that's the same address as Mylan, the pharmaceutical giant... Uh, with ties to Joe Manchin, we have another <clears throat> we have another plot in the we have another data point in the scatter plot, so to speak. Jonathan Cott, an ex Manchin aide, is the executive director of Big Tent, which is designed oh. to undermine the front runner. Mm. An organization called Big Tent. We are a Big Tent organization, but we will not allow the most popular senator and current frontrunner of the Democratic Party in it. And here's here's the best thing about this is this guy's from Joe Manchin world. Joe Manchin, uh, notorious for his support for uh, f coal, for fossil fuel companies, for any name a polluting industry that has fucked up the environment. And Joe Manchin supports it. But Big Tent is pushing ads claiming that Bernie supports dumping toxic waste uh, in in communities based on, you know, like, a a, a, sorry, a 30-year-old piece of legislation uh, as if he's not currently backing, I don't know, the Green New Deal, something that is giving Manchin and all his cronies fucking diaper rash. So uh, this is just ridiculous. And it's it's weird how all signs are, well, not all signs, but... Most of the, 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 the loudest noises of anti-Bernie uh, sentiment from the Demo Democratic Party right now seems to be coming from Joe Manchin. <laughs> well, we're going to see more of these uh, anti-Bernie super PACs 
pop up in the short term, but pretty soon they're going to settle with the reality that it's too late. They can't stop him. Joe Manchin will probably leave the Democratic Party. Good. If Bernie wins the nomination. And good. All right. I hope he does. It's Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. Here's the news. President Trump allegedly offered to pardon Julian Assange if the WikiLeaks co-founder tried to cover up the role of Russia in the 2016 DNC hack. (laughs) Lawyers for Assange made the claim today before a court in London. According to the Daily Beast, the judge presiding over the case said the claim could be admissible at Assange's extradition hearing, which is scheduled to start next week. To make things even wackier, former Congressman Dana Rohrabacher was allegedly at the heart of the conspiracy. In 2017, the California Republican visited Assange, as media reports noted at the time. Lawyers for Assange said today that Rohrabacher claimed he was visiting on behalf of President Trump and promised a presidential pardon if Assange publicly said that Russia had nothing to do with the DNC leaks. <laughs> sounds sounds pretty believable. <laughs> Assange did not do that. In May 2019, the Justice Department indicted Assange on 18 charges, none of them related to the DNC leaks. The charges were all related to the leak of classified information by Chelsea Manning. Assange's lawyers are arguing that their client shouldn't be extradited to the U.S. because these charges are political, and they're exactly correct. Assange is being charged because he did some of the most important journalism of the modern era and embarrassed the shit out of the United States in the process. This comes at an interesting time with Attorney General William Barr reportedly upset at President Trump for interfering in the case of former campaign ally Roger Stone. Today, the president retweeted a right-wing operative railing against the deep state to make his feelings known. Tom Fitton said, quote, Barr should clean house at DOJ. At real Donald Trump was the victim of a seditious conspiracy out of DOJ slash FBI, etc. Tom busted like three buttons on his shirt while he was saying that. (laughs) Man wears shirts that are like four sizes too small for him. Finally, the Internal Revenue Service claimed on Wednesday that it will start reminding rich people to pay their taxes. Reading from an agency press release today, quote, IRS revenue officers across the country will increase face-to-face visits with high-income taxpayers who haven't filed tax returns in 2018 or previous years. These visits are primarily aimed at informing these taxpayers of their tax filing and paying obligations and bringing these taxpayers into compliance, end quote. The press release goes on to say, quote, during the visits, IRS revenue officers will share information and work with taxpayer to hopefully resolve the tax issue, end quote. I'm just going to stop you right there and say that I realize my dream job is probably working for the IRS <laughs> under Bernie Sanders. <laughs> well, hopefully New they're dream not. dream job. <laughs> hopefully they're not this accommodating toward rich people, because basically if you made more than $100,000 and decided you weren't going to file taxes, the IRS is sending you free tax consulting services. Meanwhile, the rest of us just get bills, debt collectors, audits. Try Try getting in touch with a single IRS agent when you call the IRS. Here, IRS is saying we're going to send agents to rich people who haven't been filing their taxes. ProPublica found that in 2017, earned income tax credit recipients, essentially low-income people, were audited at twice the rate of taxpayers with income between $200,000 and $500,000. The poor make up more than a third of all IRS audits. Meanwhile, the rich have seen drastic declines 
in audits, people making between 200K and 500K saw a 74% drop off. People uh, making over $10 million saw a 52% drop off. I'm just saying, President Sanders is going to. He's going to tell me as an IRS agent that I can hide outside people's bushes and and light off fireworks. President Sanders, please arm IRS agents. (laughs) All right. That music means that it is time to move on to the poetry portion of the show where all new subscribers on Patreon get their own haiku written for them and read on the air. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. This first one goes out to Kareem. What was once Bloomberg on the debate stage is now a shriveled legume. Thank you, Kareem. This is for Owen. Bloomberg Fun Science transforming to a corn cob for a billion. Thank you, Owen. And finally, this is for Phil. Bernie jumping rope, prepping for debate night and the Ralston Ratfuck. Thank you, Phil. Yes, thank you, Phil. And thanks to all the new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Last thing before we go, the listener rant line. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. It's Slater. I wanted to call in with the awful pundit tournament update. Right now, we are halfway through the Sweet 16 and uh, the Nate Sweet 16 at that. And... Here are the matches. Half of them have already concluded, but we had Max Boot versus Jonathan Chait, David Frum versus Brett Stevens, Stephen Miller versus David Brooks, Chris Eliza versus Jennifer Rubin, Ben Shapiro versus Piers Morgan, Dana Loesch versus Jake Tapper, Tucker Carlson versus Eli Lake, and Barry Weiss versus Joy Reid. And, you know, Jennifer Rubin's coming in hot, I've got to say. She could be the Cinderella story coming in with a 14 seed and maybe taking the whole thing, but there's still a lot of tournament left to go, uh, a lot of time left to play. And uh, don't count out the defending champ, Ben Shapiro. He's always on one. Um, and I don't know, I don't think you guys have covered this, the um, the, the Chinadu story with Liz Smith. I just want to say I'm a Chinadu truther. I don't think that... <laughs> Um, the existence of um, someone claiming to be Chinadu means that uh, Liz Smith didn't send. Liz Smith sent those tweets. Liz Smith sent those tweets. Um, so yeah, go to the awful pundit tournament and uh, go vote. Thanks for the call, Slater. He's right. We haven't addressed the Chinadu issue uh, deep down. What I really think, I think Liz Smith sent the tweets. You know what I think is that there was a second. Scandal that came out. ABC News reported uh, today, or I think it was yesterday evening, that Pete Buttigieg's campaign is again fabricating black support for its policies when it's not actually there. This is the second time they've been caught. Well, this makes the whole Chinadu thing even more believable. Exactly, which is sort of like, at what point is Chinadu even relevant? Which it is. I think Liz Smith definitely sent those tweets. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the call, Slater, and the update you just on the can't trust these McKinsey people. Awful pundit tournament entering the Nate Sweet Sixteen, <laughs> named after our sweet boy intern Nate. Um, Jennifer Rubin going strong, highest seed ever to make a run like this. Of course, Ben Shapiro still in it, probably going to three peat Ben Shapiro. But don't count out Joy Reid. We're entering a critical moment both in the APT 
and in the primary for meltdowns. Keep an eye on Joy Reid. All right, last call of the day. Hey, boys, this is the Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. Uh, in the last episode, uh, Sam Sachs said that he would be pretty good at WCW trivia, and it was like you called my name. So uh, <laughs> here's a question for you. Um, fans of WCW back in the day probably all remember the um, disastrous <laughs> Road Wild pay-per-views that they put on for free uh, at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally um, where all the bikers would be uh, pretty racist to the Mexican wrestlers and barely pay any attention to anything at all while choking the air with their exhaust fumes. Um, anyway, who was Diamond Dallas Page's celebrity tag team partner uh, at the 1998 edition of Road Wild? I think you should be able to get this one. Um, it's a fun one. So good luck. No cheating. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for the call. So as I was cutting this clip, I have not looked this up. I have not cheated because I think I know the answer because I placed this in my head, 1998. So 1996, I was a 12-year-old in Daytona Beach at Bash at the Beach when NWO was conceived. So this was a couple years into the NWO being around. And I think I remember, I think I remember Dennis Rodman Wearing NWO shirt. I'm not sure if he double-crossed the NWO or not, but I think I remember him on a motorcycle, too, going to the ring. I could be completely wrong. If so, I uh, expect Macho Man Ram Paul's neighbor to call in and let me know or let me know on Twitter. Do you have a shot at this or are you not? I have no idea. No idea. All right. Well, on that note... Got any Simpsons questions? <laughs> <laughs> we are going to end the podcast. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We will play it on air. We are back tomorrow with a brand new newscast. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.